Hey everybody, welcome back for another exciting episode of Coach My World. I am Renee Roberts and I am your coach for this episode. And I'm really excited about what I have planned for you on today. Uh, I hope that everybody had a chance to deal with that anger within the last couple of episodes. You know, being mad as hell is not a good way to live and it's not an emotionally stable way to be. So I hope we've dealt with that and we are ready to move on and conquer some other emotional issues. But before we get into that, I want to thank everyone. Every one of you have been such a blessing to me uh, listening and sharing the podcast. It has meant so much to me and I want you to keep sharing it. Keep passing it on. And listen, for my ladies, understand that this is not just a female podcast. Pass it on to some of the brethren, okay? Pass it to some of the brethren. It is okay. These are general and universal topics, so I want you to make sure that uh, everyone is being a partaker of this. Don't forget, you can check this, this podcast and you can go ahead and schedule and book a session with me if you like. I am a coach uh, at www.iamreneroberts.com. You can find all the information and, and things listed there. In addition to that, you can also reach out to me through Facebook or Instagram at I am Renee Roberts. Uh, you can message me through those links also, and I promise to get back with you. And as always, my ultimate goal is for each episode to be a therapeutic time of self-discovery, healing, and for progress for your life. So let's get your life going forward. Yes. So today, you already saw the title, right? We are talking about creating intimacy. Now, be honest. When you hear the word intimacy, what comes to mind? I'm sure there are a lot of different things depending on you, the individual, depending on your experiences. Uh, but if we're really honest with ourselves, you know, society kind of links intimacy and sex together, right? So I want to kind of go in that direction a little bit. I promise to keep it PG-13, uh, but I do believe I have all the grown people ears on this podcast. Uh, little people are not really interested in intimacy. Sounds a little boring. But we're going to get deep into some things today and just try to discover uh, the health in creating intimacy, right? I, I thought about this, and you tell me what you feel about it. Well, you can't really tell me, but tell me in your own thoughts right now. Uh, what do you feel when someone sees, they, they, they try to get into you before they try to see into you? Does that make sense? Remember, we're talking about sex, intimacy. You know, people are always trying to get into you instead of seeing into you. And I know, you know, my best friend really hates the uh, whole into me see <laughs> as the breakdown of intimacy. Uh, and I'm not headed that way, but intimacy really does involve uh, a deeper connection, a deeper awareness, a deeper understanding of the person that you are, are intimately trying to connect with. Now, there is a difference between uh, being intimate and having sex. And there's also a difference between intimate sex and non-intimate sex. Remember, intimacy can lead to sex, but you don't have to be intimate to have sex. So you have to ask yourself, what state am I dwelling in when it pertains to my intimacy? Now, I would say this podcast is really dedicated to all the married folk out there. But our reality is that not just married folk are having sex. 
<laughs> some of us are not married and we're having sex. And guess what? Coach Renee is not here to judge that. Uh, I do want you to identify with why you're having sex. What's the purpose of it? If it's for an intimate reason, um, we're going to deal with that today because uh, we want to be healthy in our intimacy. I want you to be free to understand that I don't have to have sex to be intimate. There is such a thing as having intimacy without being physically connected in that way. Uh, there's a big misconception that says that the more intense my feelings are, that means that I'm being intimate. But honey, no, intense feelings, intense feelings come along with whatever your body or any, anything else is trying to respond to. It does not necessarily mean that you are being intimate in that moment. Now, the intensity may make you feel like it's so deep, but you know, intensity, di intensity dies off. That's the dynamic of, of intensities. You know, intensities, intensities deal with magnitudes and magnitudes are up and down, you know, but that does not uh, describe depth, you know, and so we want to deal with the depth uh, that goes along with intimacy. So that's a misconception, you know, just because you have intimate feelings, I mean, intense feelings do not mean that they are intimate feelings. All right. And, and it's OK. Well, by the end of this episode, I hope that you're able to identify what you are actually feeling. Now, when I speak of intimacy, I like to let, let me back this up. OK, I love research. Right. So in research, we learn that it is important to give operating definitions in everything that you're talking about or researching about. And so today, because I'm talking about intimacy, uh, I need to give you a working definition because we all have our own idea of what intimacy is. But for this podcast, this is what intimacy is referring to. It's referring to real emotional connection. All right. So intimacy is real emotional connection. I want you to say it with me. Real emotional connection. You know, research, research shows that uh, when people make sex and intimacy, which we've defined as what? Real emotional connection. So when, when people make sex and, and the intimacy synonymous, you know what happens? That could lead to oppressive thoughts and it could lead to oppressive feelings about sex. It is not always all about sex. It is not always all about sex in an, in an intimate relationship. And you don't want to feel obligated or under a duty, you know, or under duress to have sex in order to say that I'm being intimate. That, that is not, that's why it should not be synonymous. Those are two different things. Sex, intimacy, they're not synonymous, guys. One can lead to the other. But they are not the same thing. All right. So let's I'm, I'm going to keep repeating that in different ways so that you can kind of psychologically embrace the idea of what true intimacy really is. Now, I, I want all of us like I and when I say all of us, I'm including myself. I want all of us to stop selling ourselves short when it comes to this. Right. Because we end up getting into physical relationships without creating emotional connections. That's a big mistake. Getting into these these relationships physically, thinking that out of this, I can create something intimately. But that is backwards. Your physical connection should be a, a, um, a shoot. It should come out of the, the emotional connection you have with an individual, not the other way around. 
This is how people can just have sex because it's a hobby. Uh, people that are addicted to sex. They don't have to be emotionally connected to have sex. They just, it's something they want to fulfill. They just have this need. I, I just have to have sex, right? That's not intimacy. People pay for sex. That's not intimacy. So we got to stop selling ourselves so short. Stop getting to these relationships in a physical manner and expecting something emotional to pop off uh, in the sense of intimacy. You know, we get these people all riled up, you know, and, and, you know, we get excited and everything. But then we get disappointed when the sex becomes a non-factor and we realize that the relationship is really empty. There's nothing deep about it. There's no, remember, uh, intimacy has to do with depth, not magnitude. It has to do with depth. So we start looking at that and realizing like, whoa, I'm still not getting satisfied. I'm still not being gratified in this area. Why? Because you put the cart before the horse, honey. Listen, let's put, let's put the cart back behind the horse and we're going to call the cart intimacy. The horse will be the drive. That's the sex. All right. So we want to put let's let's put the cart where it belongs, which is behind the horse. Let's start creating intimacy so that when we do decide to have sexual relationships, they are meaningful. They are not, you know, when when God created all of this, these things and even our sexual anatomy, he created it good. It's supposed to be good and not good just for the moment. You know, every sexual encounter you have should take you in, even into a deeper uh, uh, realm or a deeper. What I want to what do I want to call it? Sphere of intimacy. But without intimacy being the the catalyst to this whole thing, you just having sex. And you're not fulfilled. I promise you, you're not fulfilled. And that's why you find yourself having to do this over the same behavior over and over and over and over. You know, I don't want you to feel guilty about it. Let's just start analyzing our behaviors. You know, uh, dealing with the, the human behavior is how we literally start changing some of the things that we do uh, to, to enable ourselves to become better creatures of habit. Yes, I like that myself. So I want to talk a little bit about this and I am going to get to some structured points for you. You know, Coach Renee is extremely structured. So don't don't get this whole little spontaneous thing I'm doing in the beginning twisted. We are going to get into some structure in a second. But these are just some things I need to share off my heart before I give you the structure. Uh, many times we have no clue of the damage caused by sexual trauma. So when it comes to uh, sex being the object of our affection, a lot of times we, without intimacy, we have no clue of the damage that some people have or are experiencing because of sexual trauma. This could have come in the form of violation, a rape, a molestation, a molestation, uh, fondling. I was getting those two inter interchanged, but it could be any of those things. And because we're not intimate, we don't understand the severity of the damage that it has caused on individuals. So we end up placing demands and we end up doing things that literally become, uh, they, they impede people's sexual uh, progression. It's very hard to sexually pro progress when you have injury in the same area of sex. 
And if we don't stop and and use intimacy as a time of exploration to really examine and analyze the state of our our, our partner's emotional and, and physical and sexual health, then we could be causing more damage. We could be we could be a bigger part of their problem. So intimacy is so important. It's so important in our relationships that that are sexual or that we desire to become sexual. We have to make sure that we are considering consider sexual trauma. These this this is a part of intimacy. I'm not saying you have to sit down and give them a questionnaire and say, have you ever been violated? Have you ever been molested? Have you? No, but intimacy will reveal all of those things. Intimacy will expose certain elements that are very critical and crucial for for progress in those areas. So we have to take time. I'm showing you the relevancy of being intimate and not sexual. Deal with some of these things that help allow some of these things to come to light so that we can progress in our sexuality. You know, it, it is if, if it's not handled because if it's not handled properly, like I said, we're going to cause further damage and we're going to impede their healing. So many people need healing in the area of sexual trauma. And it is so unfortunate that in these times it is common it is common that people are dealing with sexual trauma. That should not be a statement that, that should be quantified, but it already is because you have so many cases that people are literally just damaged by this. And then guess what? The ones that say they love them are causing more damage to it. So we have to do what's necessary to stop impeding their emotional recovery, their emotional health. Stop impeding them making these emotional connections. And you could be the they, you know, you could be the one that's fighting with the sexual trauma. You could be the one that's struggling with this area. I want you, if that's you, I want you to not allow individuals to put that pressure on you to do things that are going to be contrary to your own health, your own healing. And it's unfortunate. Sometimes we don't even know what that looks like for us. So we go along with things. But this is why I'm giving you the revelation of it. It's important. If you've been violated, if you've been uh, in that in that seat of trauma, go seek help. Go start your healing and your recovery process process because sexual intimacy is it's a good thing, but when you've been through trauma, it can look so negative. It can look so nasty. It can look so ill. I'm not interested. You don't want to be limited by the trauma. Let's let's start working on that for healing. And I'm I'm not saying it like it's a one two three you're healed situation. Start the process so that you can start living a healthier life and and being feeling safe having those kind of connections with the one that you say that you love. Stop using non-intimate sex to numb yourselves. Stop it. We're just having sex because it seems like this is what makes the world go around, around and around. And it makes me feel better for the moment. It takes me away from my troubles. Yes, sex has scientifically been proven to be a stress reliever. But if that's all you're using sex for, that's a problem. You can go exercise and get the same results, you know, as far as stress relief is concerned. We want to stop using it as a crutch, you know, to and, and it's not even intimate. Like, what is that about? 
I'm not sure if I'm familiar with non-intimate sex, honestly. I'm, I'm sitting here now trying to place some things back in my head. Not that I've had like a lot of experience with that, but I'm thinking, hmm, I don't even know how that would be a thing for me, be, having non-intimate sex. And once again, this is not a judgment call. I'm just trying to, to, to employ the empathy in this area so I can put myself in those shoes and, and understand, like, why do we do that? We do that because we're trying to numb. We, we are avoiding dealing with what needs to be dealt with so that we don't have to use that as a crutch for security or a crutch for satisfaction. Stop having unwanted sex because it's been ascribed as a role for you to fulfill. You wives, you know, it's your, it's, this is your obligation. This is your duty. This is what you're supposed to do. Absolutely not. I mean, this is something we both can do, but it is not my obligation to do. And women, stop laying up there having unwanted sex because this has been the role ascribed to you. That is not your role. You don't have to submit to that as a role or as a responsibility. It is not your role. That comes and develops through intimacy. Free yourself from that. You know, I think about The Color Purple is one of my favorite movies in the entire world. And as you can hear in my voice, it just lifted because it made me happy. But um, one of the scenes that really make me upset is when she's narrating and she's saying that, you know, she just lay there and, and, and let Mr. do his business. Like, that's her, that's her responsibility. Like, you go, and this man had no emotional connection with her. He couldn't stand her. He thought she was ugly. He, he used her. He abused her. I mean, all of that, and then would make her go get in the bed and let him have sex with her. That is crazy. Stop. If there's no emotional connection... That You don't have to take that as a, a mandate for your life because an emotional connection would drive you to it. Emotional connection would make you like, you know, I'm feeling myself and I'm feeling you, you know. But without an emotional connection, it will become just a role that we have embraced as a part of our, our duty. And that is not healthy. Okay. So here we go. I'm going to, in my last closing minutes, I want to give you uh, four, we're going to do four, just four, four things that are needed to create intimacy. All right. I said a lot about the sex because I needed you to understand where I was coming from and understanding that that is not intimacy. Okay. Sex can be intimate, but without creating intimacy, you are having non-intimate sex. Okay. And we want to be healthy. You're wondering why you're not fulfilled. You're wondering why you're not content. You know, he or she is snoring and you're laying up with your eyes just looking in the ceiling and you're you're thinking life over. And, and some people are feeling suicidal. Some people are feeling depressed. Some people feel like packing their stuff and running out. Like those feelings should not come along with sexual encounters. That's not what it was designed for. You're, you're, you should be feeling elated and happy and cuddling. And, you know, I'm just going to rest here in this because we have shared an, another depth of intimacy in this moment. So here are a few things, four things that we're going to use to create intimacy. Number one, vitally important. And these, these numbers are in no way uh, a priority list. These are just, uh, it's just a list, okay? Number one, Cultivate trust. 
You have to cultivate trust in your relationships if you're going to start creating intimacy. It's hard to be intimate with someone you don't trust. I'm, I'm almost I, I almost want to dare to say it's 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 impossible. But I don't know. All things seem to have a very slight chance of possibility. But if you don't cultivate trust in the relationship, guess what? You will not have intimacy and you will just continue to play the role or go through the motions and try to fulfill something that because here, listen to this. Our physical bodies, our physical bodies were designed for that. So whether you're having an intimate connection or not, at some point, your body just craves it or wants it. But you want to make sure that when it craves it or wants it, that you're giving it in a way that is intimate and not because I'm desperate. You know, desperation leads us into the beds of too many people and it leads us into the arms of danger. We have to be careful. And I'm speaking of emotional danger. We have to be careful with that. So cultivate trust in that relationship. This this podcast is not about trust. So I'm not going to dwell there, but we have to cultivate trust. Number two, become acquainted with each other. Spend time with each other. Spend time looking in each other's eyes. Spend time talking. Spend time sharing, uh, you know, experiences. Spend time seeing literally into the souls of one another. Your soul is your mind, your will, and your emotions. That's what your soul is comprised of. Take time to explore those areas in the person that you love. Look at them. Look at them not for what they can do, not because they have a sexy bod, not because, you know, no. Look at the intrinsic nature of the person, not just their external factors. Get to know them. Become acquainted with them. You know, one of the biblical definitions for no, when they talking about, you know, this one knew this one, you know, they're talking about they had sex, but they're talking about it was intimate because they, they the knowing was about knowing the person. They knew about the person. They were into the person, not just having sex with the person. So become acquainted with each other. The third thing, build a safe space. You want to make sure that the the space around you in that relationship is extremely safe because this is how intimacy is created. Intimacy needs a safe environment to flourish in. So keep it safe. How do I keep it safe? By always being honest, always being open, transparency, uh, no judgment, a judgment-free zone, you know, uh, an atmosphere that is full of empathy and and, and consideration, an, an atmosphere that's full of care and concern. An atmosphere that is full of understanding. That's a safe space. And the fourth and last thing that I'm going to mention in creating intimacy is exploring your vulnerabilities and fears. It's important to go there with your partner. Explore the vulnerabilities and fears that you have, both of you, not just with each other, but just in life. It's important for your your partner to understand what what makes you afraid, what makes you feel weak, what makes you, you know, feel not so strong or unhealthy. Like those things are important because within that intimacy is constantly formulating and it is brewing on the insides of those that are involved in those types of exchanges and dialogues. Intimacy is about an exchange, people. It's about a healthy exchange. And when it is when it is really 
authentic, it leads to some amazing sex. <laughs> you know, I, I can't say it any, I mean, come on. This is, a, this is a podcast for grown people. You understand what I'm saying. But I want us to be in a healthy state when we are doing such this podcast, once again, is not to tell you who you need to have sex with, who you don't. This is not what this is about. I just want you to understand that, understand what you do and why you're doing it. And if you are looking for intimacy and you thought you were going to find it in sex, I pray that this podcast has redirected that theory in your heart and it has given you tools to reconstruct those things in that area in your life giving you or fostering this intimacy that you really desire and you really crave. So guys, that's all I have for this podcast today. I hope that this is um this was different, but it was very informative and I, I, I hope that it's helping uh in some of your personal situations. And if not you, somebody else, pass it on. Share this. Let's get our lives in a space where we can live, love, and enjoy intimate moments without feeling obligated to be sexual. And if we are sexual, we understand that this is a result of some cultivated intimacy. I'll see you guys on next week. Have a great one. I